We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Philadelphia Radio Row, Philadelphia Convention Center. And the whole reason we are able to be here is because of our friends at USAA, Jimmy Shapiro does a tremendous job putting the radio row portion together. Laura Prop does an amazing job. I've been here since Thursday uh, doing all of the uh, marketing for USAA. Yesterday morning on all the different TV stations. I drove in from Morgan. I did a, a broadcast of the game in Morgantown, West Virginia, Wednesday night. Drove overnight to be here to start that at 6 in the morning at Lincoln Financial Field. That's how much it means to me uh, to do it. As Chris and I are now joined by the CEO of USAA, Wayne Peacock, and you know, Wayne, I just ask you right off the bat, you and I were just talking about the, the sponsorship that USAA and all the effort that USAA puts into this game. And I was talking with our athletic director, Chet Gladchuk, and, and how much it means having you all do what you do for this game. Why? Why do you do it? Well, there's two really important reasons. One, to showcase the athletics um, and the academies more broadly. And then the bigger issue for us is really the opportunity to showcase what's right and great about America. I mean, this is classic college athletics. It's classic football. But it's also a, a, an opportunity to showcase what's great about America. These folks are going to be on the field. They're going to go at each other, as you know this, um, like there's no tomorrow. And after the game, they're going to take off those football uniforms. They're going to put on their service uniform. And they're going to go out and lead our nation's military. And they're going to be the next generation of leaders that protect and defend our freedom which gives all of us in America opportunity to really have access to and live the American dream and the ability to showcase that and hopefully help you know, more Americans feel that we can kind of come together as a country is you know, really powerful. Wayne, you know, and first of all, thanks for having mm -hmm. us. Obviously, this is, you know, a huge thing for us, and we're very lucky to be involved. And that Pete would be involved here. So I'm, I'm basically saying thank you mm -hmm. for allowing me to be a part of this. Um, where did you all... I mean, obviously, the tie-in USAA to Army-Navy makes sense, but where did you all come with the, hey, we have to be more than just a presenting sponsor, yeah. which so many institutions are of football because football is football. Yeah. Where did you come up with the whole idea of we have to surround this game and we have to do something like what we're doing here, Radio Row at the Convention Center, uh, and what we did at the U.S. Intrepid uh, last year? So it comes back to our mission and our purpose. You know, we're celebrating 100 years of serving military families. Back in 1922, you know, five Army officers and their 20 friends got together in San Antonio and started an insurance company um, because no one else would serve them, and they wanted to take care of their own. 
And that's what we've been doing for 100 years. You know, 1923, we, we invited the Navy in, so it took us a year to figure that out, right? Uh, but over the years, we've broadened it to veterans, um, to those who are actively serving and their families. And so what we do is actually take care of them in a really, really special way. Um, and this game um, is bigger than just the game. It's our opportunity to showcase who we are and what we stand for um, and really help others see that celebrating veterans uh, really does matter. We were talking about it yesterday on the media tour. Brian Dawkins and Jason Witten today okay. are going to put the cap on what you all have done this year yeah. as one of your big, big initiatives. Yeah. 100 vehicles for veterans, and not just any vehicles. I mean, it'd be easy to you know, buy them a car or whatever. But we're talking about retrofitting vehicles because we know some of our veterans come home with very special needs. Uh, sometimes their wounds have caused them to need uh, to be able to find transportation of a different type of mode. 100 different vehicles this year, and you'll cap it off by giving an Army veteran and a Navy veteran uh, vehicles uh, here at Lincoln Financial Field today. Why that initiative and to be able to go out and help veterans in a way specifically that helps those families, especially of the wounded who come home, still have needs with, with their families. Why that initiative this year? So that's one of many initiatives that we've put in place to do more than just having great products um, for our members to really kind of lean into the needs. And if we think about financial security, some of those things start with education. They start with mobility, with access to be able to get out and about. And to your point, so many you know, come home um, from serving our country, paying a very kind of difficult sacrifice. The ability to adapt these vehicles that gets them out of the house and back on the road and gives them the opportunity to have life-changing you know, um, you know, forms in front of them is really powerful. And we thought it would be just another way to celebrate, you know, 100th anniversary. We're obviously in the car insurance business, right? So this is kind of close to home for us. But, you know, the stories that we've heard this year about how their lives have changed because of what we've been able to deliver them, like, they just, they warm your heart knowing that we're making that kind of difference for them. When you, when you make those connections, I mean, you're, you're a pretty big company, yeah. right? Uh, and every company says... We care about our customers. Right. We care about our people. We care about our employees. Right. But not every everybody can say that, but not everybody does that. Right. How does USAA do that? And how, because I get the sense that you guys are a different company than most gigantic companies or most big companies. But in your words, the CEO, how, how does that happen? The well, gra you know. We're owned by our members. So, like, we're kind of a mutual association. So there's a really tight alignment between those we serve and the kind of company itself. And our mission is about helping people build their financial security. So it isn't enough just to have great products. We're trying to lean into the needs, whether it's you know, food insecurity or childcare or other challenges the military are facing, family readiness more broadly that we do outside of our commercial work, which is about advancing the mission you know, more broadly. So we dedicate you know, a portion of our earnings every year to do this type of work, to give back in broader ways, because it's actually fulfilling the mission we have, you know, of helping military families to, to build their financial security. So whether we're supporting, you know, Coast Guard, Coast Guard associations, you know, with funding to be able to support those who may not be able to, you know, make it every day, um, or um, whether we're doing the work around suicide prevention, or this particular program around 100 Rides, it's all kind of connected to the same thing, which is about 
why we're here and what we're about, which is taking care of veterans. I was going to say, Chris and I are very lucky. Uh, our station service is one of the biggest military areas. Clearly, you know, we're two miles from the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. We're one mile from Joint Base Bowling. <laughs> we're a half a mile from the Navy Yard, and we're about six miles from Andrews Air Force Base. And one of our great callers every day is Junior from Fort Meade, which is uh, right, right up the road. When you reach out and in a very competitive environment, you know, what, what is it for you all in terms of getting your message out that's most important? Because let's face it, there are a lot of competitors in the business world, so to speak. But in your mind, why is it important to do things like this and do all the other initiatives you just detailed to try and make USAA set themselves apart so veterans specifically know, hey, we understand you and we understand the needs that you may have? Look, I think it, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, there's kind of a question that we ask and try to answer. Like, do we have their back, right? And are we built every day to do what's best for the veteran or for the member? And that translates into highly competitive products. But the reality is, you know, there are all kinds of you know, competitors for the kind of products that we deliver. But no one delivers the quality of service as consistently as we do and what we've been doing for 100 years. So it's that combination of we understand your um, situation. Um, We're tailoring the experience you have with us to your situation. We're giving exceptional service and highly competitive products. And at the end of the day, we got your back and you can trust us. I was at the Travis Mannion uh, Foundation Gala last night. We're a big supporter of them. They're doing phenomenal work. They're gonna have 3,000 folks tailgating out here on, on Saturday. And so many of their, you know, folks in attendance came up to talk to me about, hey, back in 2010, you know, 10 years ago, last month, like, here's how USAA took care of me. I'm never leaving because I know you guys, you know, have my back. And it's about purpose and it's about clarity of that purpose. We stick to our knitting. We do one thing. We do it really well, which is taking care of veterans. And that's the connection that we were kind of talking about. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to say you take care yeah. of your customers. It's one thing to, you know, I hear that all the time. Yeah. I mean, we do a lot of advertising, yeah. right? It's another thing to be involved at that kind of grassroots level yeah. and for them to recognize that. How does the Army-Navy game presented by USAA which, again, you guys do a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous job. How does that remain the quote-unquote Super Bowl of college football? Right, that's not a quote-unquote. That's my, you know, kind of description. But how do, how do you guys make it bigger and better from here uh, with the ever-changing landscape in sports and television and all that stuff and, the, you know, the, 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 the battle, if you will, for everyone's eyes, ears, heart, and all that? Look, I think we got to keep communicating why this game is special in terms of its impact, um, but also kind of the brand of football on the field. And I think, you know, we're seeing the changes that are evolving in college football mm-hmm. today. You know, I think Army and Navy will be examples of kind of, kind of true college athletics um, mm-hmm. versus what may be happening, you know, elsewhere. So I think it'll be a distinctive, you know, brand of football, mm-hmm. if you will, going forward. But I come back to this idea of these are um, – Folks who will be intense combatants on the field, um, and then we get a chance to see like who's next, you know, leading um, our great military going forward. And then this idea that you know what they do kind of represents that like our our differences are not as much as we might think they are. Um, our ability to come together for something that's important in America is really powerful. And the more we can kind of position the game as another way of bringing the country together, I think is a way to continue to distinguish it um, as we move forward in time. Just one more on that. Will there, you know, you mentioned it, the ever-changing landscape in college football. Will 
will we still be able, do you think, I, I don't know if you know, have this stage of one college football game, the only college football game, and then the Heisman that night like we've had for several years with everything that's going on? Well, obviously, as you know, I don't get to make all of those right. decisions, but what I can tell you is it's really important to the academies. It's really important to us, and we're all working really hard to ensure that as the landscape and postseason evolves, um, that there is a window of you know um, opportunity to continue to celebrate and support this game. That's really really important, I think, to the academies, you know, and to our country. Well, the one thing that that Wayne and his company do, though, that CBS and everybody loves, they bring cash to the table. Yeah. Cash speaks volumes to the TV networks. <laughs> cash is, doesn't hurt. Which, which is, uh, uh, you know, I mean, look, that's the reality of this. Is is that helps pay the bills? You're a Tulane guy, though. Yes. Green Wave. Willie Fritz going to the Cotton Bowl. Uh, how, how does it feel to see your alma mater uh, with an incredibly high academic uh, quotient there, just like Army and Navy, Tulane, Army, Navy, they share a great academic component to see your alma mater thriving in this world of college football that seemingly wants to, you know, pull away from those types of schools to see them having success too. A little gratification there as a Tulane grad to see them now headed to the Cotton Bowl. They're going to the Cotton Bowl. This is, they're not going to Shreveport or anywhere like that. They're going to the Cotton Bowl. So absolutely, and I just want to thank Chet uh, for making uh, sure Navy showed up really well against UCF uh, in that kind of last uh, game of the season. Um, but look, I, I, I went to the Liberty Bowl when we lost to Penn State 6-3, 1979-80 you know, time frame. I think it was 20 years later when we had another great championship team. So here we are 20 years on. It's really fantastic. The energy in New Orleans right now is really, really special. Willie Fritz has done a phenomenal job. Um, and, yeah, it's been 80 years um, since we went to a major bowl. Um, and, you know, back in the day, Tulane was a force uh, in the SEC. Uh, it's great to see them back in the Cotton Bowl. Um, hopefully we'll see a victory there. Wayne, appreciate you stopping by. Yeah. And, and, look, I mean, obviously I know uh, you all are tremendous individual sponsors for us yeah. at, at Navy, but what you do and what you guys continue to do for this game, as I said, every one, every one of your employees that I work with over the last couple of years on these projects have been fantastic. appreciate all of that support. Uh, and continued success with USAA. Well, thank you. You guys keep telling the story. It's it's a great day on Saturday here in Philadelphia. So thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. it. Wayne Appreciate Peacock joining us here as the uh, president and CEO of USAA. Coming up, our own Grant Paulson will join us. We'll throw the light on some things happening locally here. And then at 1145, Ross Tucker will join us in the final segment as this show has just flown by here on a Friday morning as we're on Radio Row, brought to you by USAA. It's Russell and Medhurst live from Philadelphia on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Five minutes away from Ross Tucker joining us here from Philadelphia. He knows a little something about this town. Coming up this afternoon, Grant Paulson and Danny Ruya do their show here over on 106.7 The Fan. They'll be live here in Philadelphia. Jeeps, I was just telling Chris, driving from Morgantown Wednesday night to Philadelphia overnight, I listened to the late night show on IP. I listened to the overnight show on IP. And then while I was here in town yesterday listening to the different shows on IP, it would shock you to know that Trey Turner signed an 11-year, $300 million deal because basically in this town, all they're talking about is Eagles-Giants coming up on Sunday. You may have heard of the Eagles. They're number one in the NFL right now. But yet Trey Turner signs an 11-year, $300 million contract, and even in this market, they're not talking about it. It's yeah. crazy. It is amazing. It really is. But the Eagles are the number one team in the NFL, and the NFL is king. Good to see you boys out and about, by the way. Hello, Jeeperonis. Kicking it old school. Like yeah. we used to do, away from the studio at events, pretty <laughs> neat. Uh, this is my second time coming to this, and I know, Pete, this is an annual tradition of sorts for you, but I'm always immensely impressed by how they do this. There's not a radio row like this for the national championship game. I mean, they really do a brilliant job. The, the, the way they organize this event, even for little ham and eggers like me, I'm on the train. I get a text when I get off the train. Someone's waiting to, to take me over to the convention center at a statue. I mean, you, you think about the, the, the amount of meticulous prep they do for everyone coming to this event on the media side. And, and for fans, it's, it's must-see. I was just talking to Ross Tucker you guys are having on about I'm going to the game for the first time tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Never been to the game. And he has me pumped up. He's talking about the flyover and how it's one of the most patriotic events you can attend. And there's no way you can be at the game and, and not feel a sense of pride about being an American. So I'm really fired up, man. I've, I've done the Radio Row thing here. I've never stayed for the game. But it is a bucket list type sporting event. I really believe that. Yeah, it's, it, some, it's some Chris and, and look, Chris can tell you he did it last year for the yeah. first time, and it, it kind of blew him away. I mean, because the game you, itself, right? Yeah. I mean, the game itself was great, fun, entertaining. You'll love it. A lot of running the football. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, this game. You, you know, Navy won a game two weeks ago at Central Florida, top twenty-five team throwing one pass. I have no problem with that. Oh. Absolutely not. College football. I mean, you were, you, I'm a Big Ten football guy. I, I have no problem. You and Danny spent four and a half hours a day talking about how terrible it is to run the football. The NFL is a different breed, my guy. <laughs> uh, different thing. I, I, in college football, I like a 7-3 game in the Big Ten. Uh, okay. Uh, we're hammering unders, aren't we, yeah, Pete? Right, I mean, th- 32 and a half <laughs> tomorrow. You, you better break out some sort so, of hammer for tomorrow. Here's the problem, though, with that, that 32 and a half total. Um, I think something like... 25 of the last 26 games between uh, academies have gone under. Yes. At some point, though, the number's going to get too – like, if the number was nine, it wouldn't go under. You see what I'm right. saying? 32 but, and a half is really right. but low. But, see, even in 2019, when Malcolm Perry ran for 300 yards and we won 31-7, you know, it takes almost an extraordinary out of experience by some guy to get you to that point. Keenan Reynolds, who was with us earlier, the former Navy quarterback, and – Arguably the greatest since Roger Staubach to play at the Naval Academy. You know, even his games, as good as we executed under him, we blew people out under him. I mean, we you go back and look, we scored 76 on East Carolina, 66 on East Carolina. We blew people out. That game was a shoebox game, steel cage match game. Right. Because uh, the, the two teams know each other so well from that regard. And we were just having this discussion with Danny Cannell. And, you know, obviously once football season is over, we're going to get into – potential prospects down the road. Is Sam Howell the quarterback of the future? Or 
as we enter the draft, the, the unknowns, the guys that walk off the bus and everybody goes, ooh, that guy, Will Levis, Kentucky, Anthony Richardson, Florida, who's had two different coaches, two different systems the last two years. And you know what? He's Bolton, Florida. He's like, I'm going to go into the NFL draft. So we're going to be talking about all this stuff. And yet when we talked about with Danny, who played the game in the league, played the position in the league, the guy that looks like he should be part of the equipment staff or the training staff when he gets off the bus is the guy right now that you are better equipped to win a football game with than the guy that gets off the bus and looks like the Adonis and looks like the guy that should be the quarterback right now. It's the strangest daggone dynamic It is in pro football. Yeah, it's amazing. John Allen has one of the best quotes, I think, on the Heineke scenario that I've heard from anyone in the facility. He was on the junks a couple weeks ago, and he said something like, the team picks the quarterback. And I don't even know that I completely agree with it, but it has crystallized what happened to me, which is Heineke won the locker room. I mean, there's just not a lot more to yeah. say than that, right? Heineke won over the locker room. And it's kind of interesting how it happened. I'd forgotten about this, but do you remember Wentz's last game was against the Bears? It was the second straight game where he threw a pretty big block to, to completely derail someone. Like, he blocked Roquan Smith before he was traded. Knocked him, him down, yeah. Pancake. Like, <laughs> while he was hurt, while he had a broken finger and a bad shoulder. Like, yeah. those are the types of things that indoctrinate you and you would think would go over well in the locker room. So I don't think it's a situation where these guys don't like Wentz. I'm quite sure so far that relationship has gone pretty well. I just think that there is a moxie and a comfort and a fun that they've had with Taylor because, frankly, they win a lot when he's the quarterback. You guys know how I feel. I think it's largely in spite of passing production. It's in spite of him. But the results are, when you're winning, it's but fun. But both things can be true. Exactly. And when you're winning, it's fun. And so they have a good time when this guy's the quarterback because mm-hmm. they often win. I've been wondering during this stretch, could you go back to Wentz and, and still hand it off as much and still do the exact same thing with the same formula? I'm not sure what the answer is, but we're not going to find out if they – Continue to not lose. Well, here, here's the scenario that I painted to Danny Cannell. Um, and obviously, we pay attention a lot more closer than he can because of w- what his situation is. If Heineke goes out and has one of those awful, terrible th- first halves that he has had several times this year, next Sunday night against the Giants, and Carson Wentz is, is the backup quarterback, which we all now expect him to be based on what Ron said and just logic, is there any chance that, and again, it would have to be awful, but is there any chance that Wentz gets in before Heineke even loses a game? Because the prevailing thought, and based on what Ron said, is win. He's winning. That's why he's the court. Yeah, no, sh- you know what, Sherlock? Okay, mm. is there a win? Mm. Is, is, if- that was close. Mm. Right? Russell almost had a serious XM <laughs> moment there. Right, <laughs> but, but you see what, you, you see what I'm a saying? Pat McAfee <laughs> moment. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? If he's really bad, which he's been really bad in some first halves, is yeah. there any chance or no? Here's why there is a chance. Because if they are down a couple of scores, they have to throw to get back in the game. To a pedestrian team. Exactly. But- I don't think this will happen because I don't think the teams they're playing. I agree. The Giants, the Brock Purdy-led 49ers. Wait, Brock Purdy's Johnny Unitas, if you haven't heard, out of San Francisco. Brock Purdy was not bad at Iowa I State. Did, no, I I'm know, but, I mean, you. the way Trent Williams and Kyle Shanahan and well, Chris what Rick, do you want them to do? Are, they're building I mean, their guy up. I, I know, but they're throwing. But, but I my mean, point is they haven't played a team for weeks. The Texans are not right, any good. Right. The Falcons just bench their quarterback. They can't throw the ball. No one was going to take a 
substantial lead over them. Right. If somehow, hypothetically, you fumble a kickoff or Antonio Gibson for the first time all year puts a ball on the carpet or you throw a pick six and it's 14 nothing or 17-3 to at halftime, mm-hmm. Wentz is going to play the second half. Because well, you have you, to throw to you, get back in the game. You say that, and I and I probably agree, but I I, I don't know if 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 it's just seventeen to three and he's playing okay. But if he's thrown three ter- uh, interceptions, you know, and, and they're god awful decisions, well, then I think that's different. No, right? but, but there's no he's playing okay, and you have three points at the half. Well, you know uh, what I'm uh, all right, okay, but but okay for Taylor Heineke. No, no, but if, if they're down two touchdowns, and right. meaning they haven't scored or not scoring much, right. and it's halftime of that game, you've got to throw to get back into it. Now, here's what Rivera could do is he could easily, if it doesn't go well, Wentz turns it over twice, which, by the way, is very reasonable. Yeah. He hasn't played in a long time. Right. He's going to be rusty. Right after the game, he could say, hey, we went to the bullpen. Right. You know, we pulled the goalie. We tried something. We were looking something. for a spark. Exactly. But to your point, though, because of the locker room dynamic, can he make that decision? I think in-game, Absolutely. The question about making a quarterback change during the week is whether it's is a, very different, right. and they can't do that until they have failed. Until they lose, exactly. Okay, but, I think that's a good distinction, and I think in game players get it yeah. right. I mean, these guys know that this is Antonio a high Gibson's wire been benched. Exactly, it, it, all these guys. Have yeah, been I, I think at some it's a good distinction life. to mention that you know it's different than. In, in a game versus – and that's why I sort of asked. I didn't. I guess I didn't think about it fully, but it is sort of a different distinction between doing it in-game versus doing it after a game on a Monday or Tuesday, whatever, and then leaking it to Ian Rappaport. Can I tap into college scout Pete for a second? I can't, sure. I can't resist okay. taking my shot. So, you love that. Sorry. I have not really floated this on Grant and Danny yet, okay? But this – I'm waiting until the offseason to really start thinking about future quarterbacks. What I now think is they're going to go veteran again. Wentz, based on how this has all gone, is very unlikely to be back unless it's at a massive discount on a new contract, mm-hmm. which why would he, would he do that, right? Here's the guy I'm watching closely this week. Tyler Huntley, Baltimore Ravens. It's To me, it might be a guy like that, an upgrade over Taylor Heineke, okay, who allows you maybe to, if you want to be this, like what they are now, you could add a running element to your team. See the Daniel Jones-led Giants. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jones will be available. He'd be another guy in this bucket. You think so Jones to speak. is going to stay in New York? I do. Really? Absolutely. How? Franchise like, tag. Really? Yes. You would? I mean, if I wouldn't, I think they will. Wow. Yes. Okay. They're gonna, I, because you, well, I'll say you this: You think your guy Dable would go that hard? If I they mean, don't make the playoffs, then maybe not. Okay. And by the way, if they don't make the playoffs and Jones is available. I, I think this I would team, bring him in here. And here's why. I, I was just going to say that. I don't think he's that good. I don't. I, I agree. But, but I think this team would think that they could get that missing Jay, element. Jay Gruden even told us Monday morning. Jay Gruden told me and Chris Monday morning that he would be intrigued to see Daniel Jones with the weapons that Washington has. Number one, it would be the best weapon group he's had. But here's why. I th- What I am kind of my epiphany is this. They, I had delusions of grandeur. Mm-hmm. They have McLaurin, who's a top 10 wide receiver. They have Curtis Samuel, who they pay a top 10 rate to. They, they drafted Jahan Dotson, and it, we saw it in week one. They threw it all over the park with Carson Wentz. And I said, oh, my God, they got weapons. If they were to bring in a tight end, they could be the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. They could score 35 points. Never going to happen. I, they, Ron Rivera, look at the Panthers. They have become the Panthers all over again. Mm-hmm. This is what he wants. I believe he went to Scott Turner and said, you're doing it my way or you're not going to do it anymore. Well, the problem, why did he give Scott three more years at the start of this year? I think he likes Scott Turner. Yeah, the, the, but, but what did they do he, last he year at the last more, half of the season? They well, did it this way. Well, well, that's why I kept saying over the offseason, if you remember, right, I kept saying there's like this 
um, what, what's the word, uh, dichotomy, if you will, where Ron kept saying, no, no, we want to control the clock. We want to win like we did during the four-game winning exactly. streak last year. Scott, what did I say? If he had his druthers, he would throw more than 60% of the time, which I think was fair, right? I, I'm not saying Scott is averse to running the football, but Scott is more like progressive like you yes. and Danny, Scott, more modern age. Scott understands what works in the league now, right? What works in the league if you have a good enough quarterback. We can debate that another time. Agreed. But right now, for them, they have no choice. They can't do that, right. to your point. Right. You don't have the quarterback right. to do that. Right. So I think Rivera's right in the moment. But my point is, if this is what Ron wants to be, which I believe what I've come to is this is what he wants to do. Right. He wants to have the Panthers all over again with Jonathan Stewart and, uh, right. and uh, D'Angelo, um, D'Angelo Williams. Williams. Remember Homecoming? How of fun course. that was? Of course. Oh, hey, everybody, come on over here for Homecoming. Let's crack open some Coors Light. Oh, oh, look at my chest hair. And run all over our asses. If that's what you're going to do, then they should just go get a quarterback <laughs> who can run the ball a little bit. We like to have And do it fun. this way. Right. But here's the thing, though. To, to circle back to the initial question you asked, how much does Tyler Huntley hamstring Scott Turner from what he wants to do as an offensive coordinator? It's a good question. I need to see more of Tyler Huntley, and that's kind of why I brought him well, up. Well, you got an extended look at him last year when I he know, played for Lamar Jackson. I liked him. And, they, and I mean, half the fan base, wait. half the Washington fan base was tweeting, we need to get Tyler right, Huntley. We're talking and about Tyler you, Huntley. What, what makes us think that Tyler Huntley's not going to be the Ravens starting quarterback next year? Uh, that is certainly... I, I got an answer because they got a guy named Lamar Jackson. I understand that, but well, Lamar been Jackson's hurt now twice hurt in a now, row. I agree. In a, a, I agree. And it's going to cost going a anywhere. minimum franchise tag, right? I mean... I, 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 can't, pay, I, okay. I, mean, I can't pay Lamar right. Jackson 230 they, fully guaranteed. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to tag him twice, and then he can walk. Car cousin style. And you're going to have him, what was the equivalent of three more years, and find your solution in the meantime. In the four starts last year, all close games, all close games where the head coach made really controversial decisions at end of games... That hurt them, okay? In the four starts, though, 64% of his passes. Last week against Denver, albeit a short passing game because 27 completions only got him 184 yards, but he was 27 of 32. Yeah. So he's probably not going to put the ball in peril very much as long as you don't ask him to throw 15 balls 40 yards down the field. So is he a better running element than Heineke is right now? Sure, because... Taylor's not running. He also stopped running, which is weird. No, my point is just this. I think they're going to go veteran again, and I don't think they're going to do the $28 million a year thing again. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Who who is that? That is – I'm not saying it's these specific guys, but it's a guy like Huntley who's looking for an opportunity to compete or a – you know, your Trubisky, Mariota. Yeah, but think about that. Every guy – we talked about this the other day. Every guy that was the potential alternative to Carson Wentz, Trubisky – Disaster, not starting. Mariota, now replaced by Ritter uh, in Atlanta. You know, so the alternatives that were out there that we could have said, who would you have rather had? Because Chris was adamant from well before they even started entertaining Wentz. Chris was like, I don't want Wentz here. But the alternatives, as we discussed, Trubisky, did you want him? You know, did you want Mariota? And I raised my arm on that. I I said Trubisky would have cost a lot less. But they're winning now with a guy worse. Well, here's the question, too, guys. Is Heineke, who's a free agent, also definitely out the door for next year? Or, well, or the, is it hey, a Heineke-Howell quarterback like, competition? But is it like Bradley Beal, though? Bradley Beal said, hey, man, there was no market for me. Or yeah. at least the, the, what market for me there was was teams with a, that— With a chance to win. The, the right. Teams that couldn't win. Right. So nobody with a—I mean, nobody with a legitimate chance is— I mean, 
who, who's, who's going to be bidding on the services of Taylor Heineke at the end of this season? Besides Washington, where he may feel a sense of loyalty because they did pull him off his sister's couch and gave him an NFL contract and put him back in the league. I mean, probably bad teams, right? Like, i.e. Houston. Yeah, absolutely. But that team's drafting a quarterback at 1-1. You would think. Right. I mean, so, yeah. why, you know, Heineke's going there to sit behind yeah, no, Bryce you're Young. Right. Or, you're right. So that would knock I mean, the, that the, out. The really bad teams are getting a QB in this draft. Yeah. There's going to be yeah. five of them going in the top 12 right. picks, right? right. So, so what good team or potentially decent team? Yeah, may, I, I, I think know. if you're Heineke, you probably get paid as a substantial amount as a backup. And as a guy that could come off the bench like he has here. I think he's – we're talking about one of the best back, backups right. in the league, and, and he's had success at times as a starter. The fourth and four play he made this yeah. week was incredible. So he is the perfect off-the-bench, out-of-the-bullpen, in-game guy. I right. really believe that. But is he in, in play for next year? What do they want to be? I mean, if they want to keep doing this high-wire act and pretending they'll never fall off, yeah, he could be in but play. As your, but as your co-host says, I'm, and, and I think I, he and I are in lockstep, 100% agreement. I'll run down Constitution Avenue with him shouting the same thing. Are we playing to be 9-8, and 10-7 and seven and just leak into the playoffs they and are. hopefully get a home playoff game? Or are we trying to win the Lombardi? No, I, I think right now, I think they view this as this staircase thing where yeah. they're they're trying to get into the playoffs and win a playoff game. They haven't won a playoff game since 2005. I know that's now, but, I mean, the end game, can you win? No. Can you win the ultimate prize doing this because the one time Ron got there it was because his quarterback was freaking Superman that year right he was an absolute beast yes you can't win the Lombardi doing it this way although I I will say this it the NFC playoffs are going to be fascinating this year unbelievable because there aren't great teams necessarily Philly and Dallas are really really good Minnesota I think is better than people think but you could any week they could lose a football Washington should have beaten them they had them by 10 points in yes. the fourth quarter. I mean, well, and and if the way. penalty doesn't wipe out the St. Juice interception return, it's it's 24-7 with uh, nine minutes left to go. The Commanders beat the Eagles. They're the one seed. They had Minnesota by 10 in the yep. fourth quarter. They're the two seed. Yeah. Dallas is probably now the third most dangerous team or a top three sure. team in the conference. That was a one-possession game into the fourth quarter, if you remember, on a day where Wentz played and may have had his worst game yeah. of the season mm. or, or one of them. Against One Dallas, them, yeah. yeah, the nine sack game yeah. against Philly was worse. Yeah, but that, that was fun, right? And think about this. Time. I mean, um, San Francisco, you're getting in a shoebox with them because even though Kyle, you know, look now that people have a chance to break down Brock Purdy, we see when that quarterback comes into the game in that immediate, he can find some success. But now that people will have a little bit of a book on him, right. you'll see teams play San Francisco's offense differently. It'll be up to Kyle now to protect his quarterback because that defense is legit. I mean, that defense is ferocious. Can you imagine if if San Francisco, with Purdy at quarterback, stays on a roll here? If they're able to still be a tough out? I think if there's team. one team that could do it, it's that team. Agreed. Because could do it. Eagles did it with Foles. They have the well, best that's defense. True. Yeah, but, but Foles but, was a backup. But, but, right. but here's the And a veteran backup. At Foles that. was a veteran who played yeah. a lot. I mean, yeah. Purdy seeing all this for the yeah. first time, he basically is a UDFA. Before we run out of time, I know you guys spent a ton of time on it yesterday because I was able to listen on the Odyssey app on the Amtrak on the way up here to for Philadelphia free? for free. Always live and free. Um, but Should I we go to... visit our people at Odyssey? They're right down the road here. That's true. Are they? That's true. They're here in Philadelphia. Have you guys ever done the uh, Liberty Bell bit? 
I have about uh, 2015. Should I go do it, or I think you should. Okay. I saw I took, the I, I saw the, the I saw took the, the kids there. You know my buddy Fred. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello, I saw Fred. the lit up uh, Liberty Bell in front of Citizens yeah. Bank Park yesterday morning. Oh, that was cool. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it was nice. Um, all right. So before we run out of time, I know you guys spent a lot of time on it yesterday. So I, I'm, I'm I'm sure you probably don't want to spend much more time on it if you don't have to. But the Dan Snyder you um, uh, House Oversight Report, the two things that I guess I took away from that without reading the whole report and without scouring it at all and whatever was one the NFL turned around and said no 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 Bruce they leaked it which I think we all suspected and it was designed to make Bruce look bad not John look bad and John was like collateral damage one and two Bruce is like I got out of bed and uh, I was making a pot of coffee and I walked out the front door and there was some shady dude, uh, you know, uh, saying, hey, Uncle Danny sent me, you know, to come stalk me. Those were the two things that jumped out to me. What what other things jumped out to you? First of all, the worst private investigator in the world. Right, right. Bruce walks out, gives him coffee, and he right. just says, hey, thanks for the coffee. I'm following you. My yeah. name's Tim. And, and the commander sent me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he said football team sent right. me or whatever. Hilarious. Washington football team. So I think a few things. You hit the two things that were the most interesting. Right. There were a lot of other nuggets that I care about that probably no one else does, just because I was on the beat at that time. Right. So well, I, I well, went give me through. A, give me a rich and creamy nugget or I, two. I went through all of the Bruce emails that were released yesterday by the GOP you read report. Them all? No, 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 not all the emails, oh. but all the all the emails they gave us. Oh, okay, gotcha. And and I mean the amount of just weird horny comments well, he made I mean, is an astronomically high number. I mean, this should not surprise <laughs> anybody about Bruce. Um, like you, you and I know a story that we haven't told on the radio about Bruce that uh, you know. Um, well, how about this one though? Like his buddies are busting on him about John Beck being his quarterback. Yeah, and he just responds by saying he's got a hot wife. Yeah. You know, like the, what? the amount of like times he just talked about people's <laughs> wives was, was so weird. It's, it's true, Matt. It's true. And, and I mean. then I think John Gruden, one of the guys on the email chain, it might be the guy who's the founder of Hooters, who was yeah. also on the chain. Oh, yeah. Um, he said, yeah, well, so so do you, and you can't play quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> so it's just like the ribbing between these like frat boy adults yeah. Yeah. with money was so awkward, and, and the whole thing, reading all of that was interesting. Um, that having been said, I would say – that the, the rebuttal from the GOP side, and I'm not naive. I understand this is all political, right? I think to some extent what the House Oversight Committee did and going after Dan, if you want to say it was a witch hunt or it was somewhat political or whatever, I don't think you're completely out of bounds. Right. Mm-hmm. But for, the, the, um, for people that don't know, the House Oversight Committee released a 79-page document. 20 minutes before it was dropped, there was a Republican response, yeah. as if this is like a State of the Union. Right. And the GOP response was twice as long. Yeah. And they had basically two pillars, the first of which was that uh, they thought that this shouldn't have happened, that it was a waste of time and money and energy and effort. But the second, Russell, was they came to their own conclusion that Bruce was the bad guy. Right. And I thought it was so weird that, A, the GOP had a response, that this was political on both sides, but also that, that, that Bruce was the culprit. Exactly. Yeah, not that, oh, we don't think you should have done this, which is a reasonable enough take if you think that it was not the right thing for the House Oversight Committee to right. do, but that we're going to spend 200 pages now telling you that Bruce is the bad like, guy. Look, Bruce is responsible for a lot of bad crap. He's not responsible for everything. So, uh, I mean, I, 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 will, I will say that. I, 
or, or a lot of things. Uh, I'll, I'll just say uh, we're going to have to s- skip the trending. Uh, so we'll just give them the news know. then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, National signing uh, right-handed pitcher Trevor Williams, two-year deal for the 30-year-old uh, who has uh, gone back and forth, as Mark Zuckerman reported, uh, with, in the rotation and the bullpen with the Mets last year. 3.21 ERA could end up being either your long man or your number five starter potentially. So... Hey, the Nats have somebody. Interesting. Yay. He'll be in this rotation. Oh, he Definitely. will. There's a lot G- of teams he wouldn't. He'll be in this one. GP and two Danny o'clock. Ruye coming up 2 to 6.30, right, tonight? Yes, sir. Uh, 2 to 6.30 from Radio Row here, USAA, Army, right. Navy. Uh, let's take a quick break, yep. right? Ross uh, Tucker joins us Maddie, next. if we could take a quick break, and, and, and then we'll finish up on the other side. Uh, and Ross Tucker coming up next. Right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Final segment of the show here for us here from Radio Row, brought to you by USAA. He was with us a couple of weeks ago, and, of course, uh, great to have him back. He's one of our Odyssey insiders during the course of the football season. That is former Washington football player himself, Ross Tucker. Ross, how are you, pal? I'm doing awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Great to see you. uh, I love the little Zach Brown coming back from break there. Got a chance to see him in concert last year. Awesome. Zach Brown Band is fantastic. It really, I had no idea just, until I saw him. Just phenomenal. Have you seen Garth Brooks in person? Are you a Garth <laughs> this, Brooks This guy? is going to sound funny. I've actually sung with Garth Brooks oh my on God. stage oh my God. at the Opryland. Oh, my God. So he has this big Woo! charity. He has this big charity for, like, um, NFL players, hockey players. Yeah. So I went to it. And I had told Trisha Yearwood. Oh, you didn't. I talked to Trisha. Yearwood. Well, no, I had told her the night before that I was really into her song. I'm in love with the. No, she's in love with the boy. Right, she's in right. love with the boy. So I told her that. So the next day, night, we're at the big fundraiser function, and I'm sitting there, and Trisha calls me up on stage <laughs> at the Opryland. There was a big guy last night. I think his name's Ross. Ross, come on up here. I looked at my wife like, I, as you can tell, I'm a terrible singer. So I wrote up there. I was like, oh, my gosh. So Garth starts strumming the song. Oh, my gosh. And they give me a mic. And I'm like, and even if she has to run away, <laughs> she's going to marry that boy someday. The That's crowd great. went nuts, right? Because oh. I'm 320. You know, nobody really likes people that are, are 320 except my wife, yeah. maybe. Trust me, I live that every day. <laughs> and it was uh, it was awesome. So, yes, that that's my Garth Brooks experience. I've never that, actually been to a concert, all right, but I, I've heard him play in a private setting. I went up to see him at the at Bill's Stadium uh, in, in July, and uh, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. I think I did when I came back. So you'll appreciate this, right? Football players sweat and, what you know, yeah, yeah, nasty, yeah. right? So it's like. 82, 83 degrees. It's humid, but he's, you know, dressed in jeans and a button-up shirt and whatever, and his cowboy hat, right? So almost during every song, he's taking the cowboy hat, and instead of using a towel or some apparatus, he's, like, taking his hand and going like this across his forehead, and buckets of sweat are just Uh. pouring, and he's just... And I'm like, dude, you've made hundreds of millions of dollars. You could get... Two women to just stand there with fans on stage, and this dude's <laughs> ripping his forehead I'm a with big, all I'm sorts a, I'm, of sweat. I'm a big sweat towel guy. 
I mean, yeah. you, should, wet towel I, guy. you would think you could have that. I mean, if Coach John Thompson used to have the towel over his shoulder, you'd you know think what I do? You could um, have that. Like when my kids were little, they had like these super tiny little like cloth things right. for like babies. Yeah, yeah. I take those. Yeah. And I put them in my pocket if I'm yeah. like at an NFL training camp or even like a September game. Yeah, yeah. sure. And use those to wipe my brow. It's got to be cloth material. It can't be like a paper towel. No. Because they cloth material like it just keeps being able to do it. Right. It it, it absorbs, you know, at least a, a little bit as well. We talked about this with with Dusty and Dan and I know you've been doing oh, army. What's that ring? Uh, that's uh, Navy's commander in chief ring from 2015. Oh, that is sweet. When they, when they, I mean, when we, they beat Army and Air if Force. If you were and me and you had to do it. 11-2 and set the school record, you know. If you were me and had to, to do the a point, radio it, show. It sells every, Navy football. That's right. what it does. If you were me and you had to do a radio show across across the table usually next to today uh, from a dude wearing a championship ring like that. And Oh, by the way, I keep my Nationals championship ring tucked away. I don't, I don't wear that. If you were me, like how, how would that make you feel? Uh, like you have a cool co-host. Well, yeah, but I mean, I was looking for a more, like you know. My job is to sell Navy football, and that helps me sell Navy football. In addition to the copious amounts of Under Armour Navy gear that they give me all let, the time. Let me, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. They only have four seniors. Mm-hmm. They're they're playing really well. Yeah, it's like they went with a youth movement. And they must have recruited well the last couple of years. They look really good on tape the last couple of games. I'll give you, give you a case in point on how good they are at recruiting. Johnny Hodges, who's playing great football right now for TCU, was a linebacker at Navy. He's transferred from Navy, and he's playing for a team that's now in the playoff. Uh, that, that's how good uh, the, the staff at Navy has recruited. But as you know from doing the Army games, too, you know, the transfer portal for Army and Navy is one way. Yes. It, it, it goes out. You know, when they lose Who a quarterback. Did they, lose? they lost somebody else recently a couple uh, years ago. Number one, another striker. Aloe Gilman, who's doing great things for the Chargers right now. He went to Notre, he transferred from Navy to Notre Dame. Right. And he's doing uh, fantastic work. Uh, the kid that went to uh, Ole Miss. Um, yes. The other striker. Um, oh, my gosh. I know who you're talking about, but, but I'm forgetting yes, his name. But, but that just goes to show you how well our coaches had recruited and developed talent so those guys – are, we're starring at places like Notre Dame, TCU, and, and and Ole Miss. What do you attribute Fofana and the running game being so good the last couple games to? He took charge of that position when it was begging for someone to do that. All of them had a bad experience in the Delaware game, the first game, put the ball on the ground. And you know with coaches, you put the ball on the ground. You know, But the problem was the top three guys at that position over the first two games all had those types of moments. But Dobb has been... Dobb is a great kid. When you, he's well rounded. Three, eight, four in physics. Well rounded kid and and a, a, a amazing musician, amazing wow. musician. You go to the Navy Athletics YouTube page uh, and look at the the instruments that he plays and how gifted he is. He's just a kid that grew into the position, did the work with you know Coach McDonald, our fullbacks coach, and now is I mean he's got eight hundred yards rushing in a season where for the first couple of games. Nobody was playing well right. at that position. And you know tomorrow, Ross, calling this game and from doing armies during the regular season, 
that position's the most important for almost each team. Jacoby yeah. Buchanan on the other side with Army and yeah. Daba. You're going to hear a it's lot of Buchanan and a lot it's of Fofana tomorrow. Yeah, it's yeah. all fullback quarterback. You're going to hear Ross Tucker as part of the Westwood One broadcast. We got uh, John Sadak. Of course, one of our Odyssey NFL insiders. We had you on the show on, on the phone a couple of weeks ago. Also, uh, check out myfrontpagestory.com. It's a great gift idea with the holidays, obviously. I ordered one last year. It's I love fantastic. That, I love that. Uh, they interview you. I did the phone interview. Who'd you get thing. it for, your wife? Uh, well, I don't have a wife. Oh, but got yeah, it, got I, it. I, I, I did it for my mom. Oh, that's great. Know? That's great. Uh, I mean, you know. No, so, I, but, my, my sister and I did it for my mom. My you, sister lives down in, uh, in, in Rockville. She, we did it for my mom. She loved my it. My mom doesn't get into any of that. She loved that. She, I mean, when like my, to see her story. In, when my know. mom read the quote from my sister that right. said, um, I wouldn't be the woman I am today yeah. if it weren't for my mom. Yeah. My mom bald. I mean, like I'm just if you're driving around right home. now and you don't know what to get yep. um, a loved one in your life, myfrontpagestory.com. At least check it out. At least see what it looks like. Yep. It's framed. Look yep. like on the cover of the newspaper. All sorts of different choices. Right. And like my mom has it hanging in her house. Yeah. So it's, I always say it's the gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. Because she sees it every day. Absolutely. It's a great gift idea. Myfrontpagestory.com. Real quickly before we run out of time because we are way late. Uh, the, I saw you this morning on Good Morning Football. Yeah. They uh, bring over to, to the snack table there, yep. and you're like, there's no things. Uh, I think your quote was, there's no such thing as a bad breakfast sandwich. That's correct. That breakfast sandwich looked a little funky this morning, I got to admit. Bacon over sausage? It was weird. No, it was sausage. like some fluffy. <sighs> I'm sausage uh, Sausage is much better than bacon. Bacon is Remember, too, I love the sausage. Ba- there's, there's too much variance with bacon. Yes. It That's can be true. Really, it can be undercooked yes. it can be overcooked it can be really greasy and some sausage like you know you're getting the patty and it's going to be pretty tasty yes and it's hard to screw up it, I, it is. My, I believe the greatest sandwich ever created is the sausage mcmuffin with egg from mcdonald's I think it's oh, the we're single. There. Me, you, and Chad Ocho Cinco are in lockstep with that. I think it's the single greatest sandwich of all time. I, I'm a biscuit guy more than a McMuffin no, guy, no, but that's okay. I, I, I'll let you. I'll let you go. Here's what I want to end with, though. Tomorrow, I have not been to Lincoln Financial Field in seven years. I think it is. Uh, I've gotten screwed out of a couple of trips here. It used to be, and I heard you say it wasn't in your top five this morning. Three. I think, or, top three. Oh, top three. It's. Um, you love Dallas for Thanksgiving Day, which I thought was a little overrated, but that's okay. Were you at Dallas for Thanksgiving Day? Uh, not, th- not this past. That, like, this was eight years ago. Uh, they've but stepped it, was, it up. Okay. They've stepped it up. But Philadelphia was always one of the ve- – Philly and Tampa were my two favorites. I think it's a little bit different okay. for Army-Navy than uh, it is for Eagles. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll say that. So it's so I, I shouldn't go in with super high expectations. That's what I would say. Okay. I think it'll be good, uh-huh. but I don't know that they they invest as much okay. for Army-Navy as they do for okay. the Eagles. This is very important stuff. I mean, I know the football game's important. Yeah, but, dude, that cheese I, I whiz mean, on that, that, that cheesesteak in the press room I for Army-Navy is really good. good. Ross has created a, a cottage industry on Twitter doing – the food spread thing. Yes, my, my parents are so proud that they sent me to Princeton to be the press box food video guy. It's all right, man. Me, you, Love and Chad it. Ochocinco Love breaking it. out sausage McMuffins with egg. We could do that, Hoss. Love it. Love it. I appreciate Thanks, Ross. you, Ross. Absolutely. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, guys. You got it. Ross Tucker joining us here. As we wrap things up, our thanks to uh, uh, Troy here on site doing the engineering. Our thanks to Maddie, of course, back in the studio. And to all of our great guests here today, and more importantly, all the folks at USAA who put this together for us. Jimmy Shapiro, Laura Prop, all the gang. 
uh, here in Philadelphia. Burgundy and Gold today is next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.